and there was this pool section and in the pool people were like trying to steal your bike and like tackle you it was kind of bullshit actually but uh, i come into the pool and i see lance is in there without his bike hey, what do you, have you describe this pool like what do you mean pool like like it's a like, swimming pool What's up, party people? We've got another banger episode for y'all with our first guest appearance for the 2024 season. That's right, we got Tobin Ordenblad, and he and his witty, sometimes nerdy, and just plain down-to-earth personality fit right in with the crew, and this turned into being one of the more fun recordings we've had in quite some time. We get some intel into what it's like to be PIC for one of the best in the biz right now, get into the weeds on some gearhead talk, share some stories from within the races, and even get into some conversations on rider safety, especially in the world of gravel racing. Speaking of rider safety, I want to take a moment to send some get well wishes to fellow cyclist, coach, podcaster, and family man Derek Teal, aka Dialed Health, who was victim to a hit and run accident a couple weeks ago while riding his bike, which left him in a pretty bad way. Thank God he survived, but he's got a long road to recovery ahead, so we want to wish you well, Derek. And everyone else out there, be safe on those bikes because it is the wild, wild west out there on the streets these days. Hit us up with any questions or feedback you have for the show at bonkbrospodcast at gmail.com or you can find the show on Instagram and give us a follow. All right, let's get this thing started. Can you even send them the time? Do they know this is going on right now? Yeah, Scott's Scott's traveling. I think he's coming back from Spain or wherever he's at. Okay, cool. Uh, Cool, cool. I don't know about Drew. Did, yeah, did anyone brief to- Tobin on what's going on today? How this works? What's going on today? We, we, don't, got the, we don't ever we got brief the, anyone on anything. We don't brief ourselves <laughs> on anything. That was that, that was supposed to be the joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't we don't come prepared for this uh, ever. We just talk about random shit and whatever comes of it, people like for some reason. All right, really? random shit number one, dude. <laughs> Yo, why why did you not have mountain bike tires on this past weekend? Mm, it was muddy, so I wanted to run really big tires. You're talking about the rock cobbler, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I wanted to run big tires, but it was so muddy. I was worried that clearance would be a big issue, and it definitely would have. So for so for big sugar, you had two two fives on uh, on the stigmata, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Oh my! We're already talking about <laughs> tires. It's the first topic, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Drew, uh, Drew yeah, your, your microphone's not working again, oh, man. Oh, Come on! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. I had it up there. I bring Jeez. it back down. Freaking noob! All right, I know I'm a noob. All right, back to Tobin. That's the first topic. Yeah, the lamest podcast there is. Like, dude, we're gonna talk about the max speed compound some more this episode too. So I hope you're ready, Drew. (laughs) Tobin, back Uh, here before you were rudely interrupted. I don't know. I ran big tires at Big Sugar. They didn't really fit in the frame I had. I cut all the knobs off the tire. It took like an hour and a half to cut every single knob off. But I was pretty much convinced that i had to run those tires i got gave myself mm-hmm. blisters with the tire clippers and then <laughs> they they honestly they almost didn't fit this is super nerdy but it's worth mentioning we that's, had that's what this podcast is man except for yeah no. all right well we have different wheels and you know different wheels have different internal widths so with a 21 mil internal it was hitting the seat tube mm-hmm. so we put it on a wider rim to like pull the tire more more width laterally, uh, and it pulled it off the seat tube by like 
enough so it would spin freely, so, but yeah, all, all the paint's gone. So you're telling me that the, the limitation on the stigmata is the seat tube, not the chain stays? The first spot that will hit if you had a huge tire will be the seat tube, but the chain stays not far behind. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. Every there's paint. Wait, what tire was this again? And right. Uh, 2.25 Maxis Recon Race. Okay. But it didn't matter what tire it was because there was no knobs left on. You know, it was mostly just okay. the casing. So it wasn't like you could run the Aspen with a little bit lower uh, tread height. We yeah, I thought about that. We just didn't have those tires with us to try. What tire might work is like a ideally like a two point one mountain bike tire would actually yeah, that's what clear and not take all the paint off. And you could yeah, probably leave the knobs on it. Two but one icon or something. An icon we did have with us, and the icon had taller knobs, so it cleared worse than mm. the recon race. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, we literally we tried everything that night before. Someone Except mentioned like a fifty mil Rambler. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't, weren't you there for a week? Why didn't you try earlier than the night before? Or are you just leaving uh, it to the last minute? It was. It was super last minute. I don't know. Someone just like, I think Keegan came back from something. He's like, Cole's running mountain bike tires. Let's see if they fit. And then, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, and I was so like, I might as well try it because I have nothing so to he, lose today. <laughs> so he so watches why didn't Keegan Dylan's, go that route? Yeah. Because uh, Keegan had a fork. So he's like, well, I have a fork. So that'll give me some cushion up front. And I think yeah. he's still, yeah. And I don't know. I don't think he was ready to like, like I said, I have nothing to lose. So like, sure. might as well try it. Keegan has sure. something. To, at that point, he actually doesn't have anything to lose. He just I, has I to mean, start. to be honest, he could have DNF'd. He would have been fine. As long as he started, he would have been totally. So, yeah. you know, he just wants, he still wants to win. So I, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, I personally I think that if he had run the mountain bike tires, like if he had had your bike, for Big Sugar, I think he would have won. Like I don't yeah, think probably. I don't think it's a coincidence that Big Sugar was Cole's best gravel result of the year. Oh, dude, the tires were legit. It's the only reason I was mm-hmm. in the front group so long. Like it's so fast. I don't know on why that's running on that gravel specifically because that gravel is so chunky and slow. It's so slow. And like I don't know, I don't give away any secrets here, but <laughs> we've been told for like years now that bigger tires are faster on raid bikes so why are we still trying to run 40 mil tires on gravel bikes like that's only eight mil smaller than i run on my road bike so Dude, you sound like dylan johnson right now that nerd i know i'm not happy about <laughs> it but it is what it is <laughs> yeah big tires and fork at a fork on the rock cobbler that was kind of sick too can't mm-hmm. you know i can't believe i'm saying it but here we are yeah yeah are you guys going to do the fork more this year? I think so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think I think it'll like be something we bring with. The thing with the fork that's tricky on that bike, and I think probably every other gravel bike, unless I'm mistaken, is that your front brake is routed through the non the rigid fork. It's internally routed, right? So if you want to mm-hmm. switch to a fork, you got to pull your hydraulic tube out of your fork, and then yeah. reconnect it to your caliper. And then bleed it. So it's like kind of a lot of work. Um, I have like these have old th- school. Have you thought about that? just like zip? If you, I've, so I have a fork on mine, but I think sometime this week I'm going to put a normal, like a not suspension fork. And I think maybe I'll just zip tie the cable to the outside of the, because <laughs> I just don't want to do could. that. It just sucks, but you could. Yeah. So what I did was 
SRAM used to have like a, a quick a disconnect. They don't have them anymore. Yeah. Right? But you guys probably remember those. They look kind of ugly because it's bulky yeah. on the hydraulic tube. So yeah. when I put the fork on the first time, I had some old like 11 speed uh, SRAM shifters around and dug those up and clipped the line off of that and then ran mm. that. And I had to drill my fork out for it to fit through. Like it was a few mil, but I did have to take a drill. Yeah. Which is Tobin not. Knows what a dr- Tobin knows what a Dremel is. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, it drilled, dude. I drilled it and it was like drilling the carbon and the, the bit kind of bites. And you're just like, oh, oh yeah. No. It's still yeah, terrible. That's awesome. But it was like, it's so close. But yeah, you gotta, you gotta fuck around and find out sometimes. <laughs> we, we, we should put a disclaimer that people at home should not try this. Yeah. I know. I'm like, yeah. don't drill your sneakers fork and don't run 2.2s <laughs> on the stick. Don't do it. <laughs> Yo, Dave, uh, well, how is the? Uh, oh, sorry. This is if you didn't Wait, know. This so, is actually the interrupting podcast. So See how many I times yeah, yeah, okay. Before so, we, I don't know what Dave's going to talk about. Apparently, oh. every time I'm not on the podcast, the you guys just talk about me. Like literally, yeah. I, last week, last, last week I wasn't on the podcast for the first five minutes, and all you guys talked about was me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? That's because the only the only interruption complaints we get is that you interrupt people. How ironic, though, because I wasn't <laughs> on for that part of the podcast. I went back and listened to it. And how ironic that later in the episode, I was like, Adam, you're interrupting me. And That's I didn't why even... I was laughing. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I didn't even hear the beginning part. I was like, yeah. that's ironic. Come on. Know, yeah. you're, a, you're a comedic genius. You don't even know it. Oh, yeah. I know. Hold on. So I got a question before we... Because, Dylan, you asked if they were going to run the suspension fork more this season. Have you guys messed around with the drop bar hardtail? Gives you your tires, gives you your suspension fork. I haven't, but Keegan has. Mm. Like, and? He did, set a, he did set a bike up, and I think he set it up for Leadville two years ago. I don't know. You guys okay. probably see it. I post pictures of it on our team page every once in a while just to, like, shake people up. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> It does. Yeah, it does shake people up. That's that's true. Yeah, yeah. Just for fun, I think he did it, and it was kind of hard to get his fit numbers onto the bike. Mm. Like, yeah, I think so it was the reason. I think. I mean, the mistake most people make is they try to adapt their current bike to the drop bar. Like, you really need a size smaller. If if you're yeah, if you're gonna exactly. set it up properly, it's like you gotta you know if you're running a medium, you gotta run a small frame. Like that's the way to do it to where like you can have a standard fit. Otherwise, you're running like a 50 mil or 60 mil stem. Um, yeah, but it gives you what and you exactly. want. I mean, it gives you the suspension, it gives you the tires, pretty lightweight. I know. And you know, we've ridden 40. I mean, at like Schwalm again, we rode 45 mil tires on blurs. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. The hard I thing just... is the is the gearing. You miss that. Like Keegan's not gonna be running his. 48 or 50 tooth front chain ring that's that's probably the, the the biggest setback that's a good point which and you can do you can mess around on the gravel bikes and make some big rings fit but i don't there's no way to do it on the mountain bike you're already on a wide no. crank you're already you're the frame super wide on the chain stays for you know tires so i, I didn't think about that because the biggest yeah. you get is a 40 and that's even even that's kind of almost hard to make it work right kind of, yeah good point so only downside would be your gearing. <clears throat> yeah. Upside would be everything else. Heard Dylan, that. your factor fits a bigger chain ring? Uh, it fits up to a 42. Mm. I'm not riding which is, anymore this year, though. So. We're just balling. We're just close. Uh, um, Why aren't you riding it this year? Yeah, I thought you had I'm to. I'm not for... sponsored by factor anymore. Yeah, no, but I, they, they, I thought you don't have a mountain bike sponsor. Uh, Well, 
We'll we'll see. So, so you're <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> oh, okay, we're working on it. Okay, Dylan, yeah. were you upset? No, it, that? It, there there might there might be something in the works. I can't say anything right now because no contracts have been signed, even though it's freaking February. But yeah. Okay, and you know that all of our listeners know where you live, and they're going to come stalk you to figure out what's going on. <laughs> sure. They're not going to see well, anything, but that's, well, only that's the just... only the Patreon supporters. Those are the only people that we share true. your address with. How much? Because... How much do you have to pay on Patreon for to get all of our addresses? You guys have not Patreon. Uh, you can sponsor. <laughs> you you can sponsor. A, I think it's a I think You can either. I can't remember if it's a, it's an episode or maybe it's a month. I think you can sponsor an entire month for two grand. Which two if you grand. do that, then you like automatically get our billing <laughs> address, dude. That's actually a level that we have. Two thousand yeah. dollars <laughs> yeah, for a month, dude. That is a that's. I mean, I don't want to give away all of our metrics and stuff, but like that's a steal. <laughs> okay, well, I'm serious. So that like, means it's, it's it's actually a good deal. Is that like somebody buying sponsorship? Like if somebody bought that, we'd have to talk about them on the podcast. That is how sponsorships typically work. Wow. Are we still talking about sponsorship you or Patreon the Super Bowl here? Through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can people through Patreon sponsor the show if they give enough money? That's what I'm saying. That's what he just We have said. that as an option. <laughs> it's just a way for people if they want to just come on mm. and sponsor the show like easily versus like having to like come to us and negotiate and wow. get into a contract. Like if they just want to sign up and be like, hey, talk about my, you know, accounting company for a couple episodes. Like we'll do that. Two grand. So how many people are on the wait list for our sponsorship Patreon sign up? That, that is classified information that I cannot share. <laughs> Tobin's Tobin's signing up right now. I, I could see his. I could see his. I could see his fingers. Well, that is a good dictate, deal. I want to dictate what you guys wear. That's a podcast. That, that can happen. Speaking Dude, of, Dizzle, I what I here. Go ahead, Tyler. I was gonna. I was gonna transfer this to. Uh, I mean, I don't think we. It should be lost on us that we have a world champion on with us right now, and so I just wanted to, you know, hear if uh, speaking of outfits, if uh, world champion Tobin Ortenblad was going to go and defend his title in Wisconsin this year, or if it conflicted with his, I don't know, whatever you got going on. I was looking at Wisconsin single speed world champs promoters did release their dates. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I, I think if there's nothing going on, I'd go to Wisconsin. I'm sure it'd be a good race. That being said. There is like there's a diminishing returns on having more than one of those tattoos. You don't you you don't want more than one. <laughs> Dude, you need a you need to fill your whole you need to fill both of your arms just like Keegan, but it's only single speed world championship tattoos. <laughs> what Keegan? What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I would I would maybe go. Like I I think it's important for people to go if they actually are into it because like. If you only go when it's in like your state, then it's hmm. gonna it's not gonna have much. It's gonna have some fall off, right? And it's not gonna like stay going strong. But yeah, I don't know. If it looks like it's not gonna be ten degrees, and that's pretty much it. If it looks like it'll be no, one, and maybe like it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's like it's like it's like mid October. I think it's like it the same weekend that they usually would have the World Cup. Okay, yeah. I mean, I would I would go. I would I'm gonna t- I want to talk to Carrie and like Lance and everyone else that did it see if everyone would go is it gonna be at the trek facility do you know i doubt i don't know that's a good question that's yeah it's kind of rowdy i mean to stamp a yeah it seems like something trek would not label on it but doors maybe Maybe but it's nice secret trails it's important to do it on private land if possible because it's too rowdy for public 
like with the drinking True. and stuff. <laughs> but mm. and streaking, dude. I saw so many penises that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like way too many. <laughs> Considering most of our listeners, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) (laughs) It is October 11th and 13th, 2024. So, yeah. They just skip the 12th. They just assume everyone's too hungover to show up on the 12th. 11th through the 13th. You get a a recovery recovery day in between. (laughs) You might need that. You probably got to go skinny dipping for tokens in whatever lake is right there by Madison. Dude, that event, like seeing seeing everybody's videos from Single Speed Worlds, that event looks so fucked. Like, it looked less of a bike race and more of just like, um, I don't know, swapping of fluids amongst everybody that participated in some way, shape, or form. I don't think that any other, I mean, I could be wrong, but I don't think any other promoter will do it as kind of like big and gnarly as Santa Cruz did it. Like, it was a spectacle i've been to three of them and it was this was by far the most legit production of single speed worlds which is i don't know wow. i don't know if that's something to be proud of but <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean like yeah, we'll legit see. production you mean like the course was actually like a cross course or minus like the, the beer pit were, the events were legit like there was a the pick number pickup was it a you know proper brewery the Saturday night qual like when you brought your tokens in to qualify that that party was like a real party. The course was mm-hmm. a real course. It was mountain bikey. The course it was like some single track and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, just like versus when I went to in Utah, it was just like kind of a mess. They're like the qualifying was like pretty loose. It wasn't even that like cool or fun. But Santa Cruz was like a proper big fifty mile, sixty mile ride. And it was like beautiful on the day to go to all the token spots. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. They just, you got your money's worth if you paid for, you know, whatever it was, hundred plus dollars. It was like, you know, you got your money's worth. It wasn't just some stupid 40 minute single speed race. It was like a full weekend of legit mm. events. <clears throat> so did, so you like your, uh, did you get a world champion like uh, Alice in Wonderland costume after? After that, do you change yeah, that thing up? Get some rainbow stripes on there. I should put some rainbow Fresh. stripes on this because I keep that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's actually pretty cool. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. That's good. It's a good. It's a good idea. I'll talk to Gotta someone come. about adding those. So, how far in advance did you know you were going to win? Oh, <laughs> dude! Like I didn't. Lance was honest. Come Lance on. had like a perpetual ten second gap on me. Like, so you start the race, and you know the bikes are all scattered. So you got to start on foot, run to your bike. And you can see they're moving your bike. So you got to find your bike. And then we go and like, you know, Lance is hard to beat in a cross race. <clears throat> and he just had this like, it was just this like 10 to 8 second gap. And like, I would close on him on the pedaling because I had a taller gear. And then he'd open on these rolling hills. And I'd close and it would open, close and open. Then we start hitting lap traffic and same thing. So you like, when you're lapping people, it's really important to make passes before like critical narrow bits so you could you have to like oh, yeah. really punch your ticket to like pass three people before you drop in because if you don't pass them you're just bleeding time <clears throat> so you can see i could like see lance was close then far then close then far and then he gets stuck and then i'd get stuck so it was like basically 10 seconds and then we were so pinned i wasn't even looking at the laps to go like i was i was really going for it <laughs> and um <laughs> And there was this this pool on I know which is so stupid, but I, everyone wanted to win. That was there, like there was probably five people that really wanted to win the race. Uh, 
and there was this pool section and in the pool people were like trying to steal your bike and like tackle you it was kind of bullshit actually but uh i come into the pool and i see lance is in there without his bike and i'm just like oh man so i like go in and this is the only time it's ever paid what do you you describe this pool like what do you mean pool like like a swimming pool yeah imagine about like thigh deep maybe waist deep at the beginning of the day pool constructed out of like plywood and two by fours so that you know they built like sick a pool and then they put plastic in it to hold the water i think is how they did it it was kind of like a Um, ramp too wasn't it like you could ramp i saw a guy ride through it yeah so there's a ramp i think i remember this yeah and i think a ramp down the back but it was so deep it would be hard to ride but yeah that one guy (laughs) gapped into it landed in the pool and then rode out of it it was quite impressive Um, yeah i saw that video it was rad (laughs) and um so yeah, but anyways, that's where all the debauchery was. And so we go in there and like people are just trying to like, Blevins was trying to take my bike and everyone's trying to take your stuff. Max Chance was in there and just being a total dickhead. Max ruined single speed worlds. <laughs> Tell everyone you know. Um, <laughs> Wait, so we, Blevins, Blevins wasn't racing. He was in the pool taking people's bikes. Is that what you're saying? He started the race and then he pulled out and started talking with people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, Why? He pool. just doesn't want yeah, the tattoo? Bike. Uh, yeah, and I, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, Chris doesn't want the tent. (laughs) So anyways, we go into the pool and I see Lance does not have his bike and I'm like, oh my God, I just closed this gap on Lance that I've been trying to do all goddamn day. So I get to Lance and like, I, I pass him and I get through unscathed and I just start going and I'm like, and this pool is right before the finish line. It's probably, you know. 30, 40 seconds from the finish line. So I pass Lance, go to the line, and I'm like, how many laps go? It's just, it's one to go. So I just pin it. Looking back, Lance is nowhere to be seen. Um, and then uh, I kind of felt bad because, like, Lance didn't have his bike in the pool. I'm like, oh, man, is this really how you want to win the race? But at the same time, I'm like, if this was a reverse scenario where I was in the pool without my bike, I know for a fact Lance would not wait for me. Like, I know for sure. So I didn't even feel bad. I just went. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, last lap through the pool. So I still had to go through it one more time. Like Blevins and Anna were really trying to like stop me because I think they felt bad for Lance. So I think they were trying to like reverse the deck again. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm for the first time ever, like way more than almost everyone else in the bike race. So it paid to be bigger. <laughs> I just pushed them off. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, so I basically beat Lance in the pool section alone on swimming abilities is what I'm telling people. <laughs> Thick. I, <guess> <laughs> I, I mean, it- Lance looked like heated. I remember seeing a clip of him like lose his bike and he looked super heated. Like, like he was about to yeah, punch somebody in the face. Like, yeah, it was like, dude, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Max. Like at one point you could tell, like you could see the like, emotion change, like on the face from like fun to just like rage. And then he just like muscles Lance or muscles Max into the water. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah. Jeez. So, hey, fun yeah. fact, Max Chance has my old fo- forerunner. Sold it to him a couple years ago. Ooh, I hope he gouged Perfect. him. No, it was a good for shape. It, it was like less than it, it was. It was like less than a hundred thousand miles on it. it, was, I, kinda it was good, two, I gave. Him I kind of have a two part question relative to what we're talking about. So, does this mean we're going to see the single speed world champ at more cross races? And then the broader question is like, what does your overall calendar look like for this year? Now that you're not in the series, he's doing every race uh, you're doing, Dizzle. Man, such an interviewer, yes. Dizzle. All right. 
guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been what trying to ask this for like for 10 this? minutes, but you guys keep talking about like lame things. Like our shaving covers, off, shaving what, off what, our what tires are you running all year? <laughs> yeah, like let's get to the actual. I don't like, care at all about Dizzle's question. Let's talk more about tires. <laughs> what PSI do you run in your fork? How many volume reducers do you run in your gravel fork? <laughs> oh my. Uh, Dizzle's fork yeah. definitely doesn't take volume reducers. <laughs> I don't think any of them do. I mean, if we're actually going to talk about it real quick, like I pulled it, I wanted to add volume. To <laughs> I mean, there's no, not like, enough there's volume, volume to even reduce. reduce. Yeah, like I can't just thought it. I don't know. I just wanted to play with it. I take the thing out, and it's like had this totally weird air chamber I'd never seen before. That's already like no volume. So there's nothing in there. Yeah. I, I have one of the Fox gravel forks, and it did come with volume reducers. Okay, the, so I haven't seen one of those. The Rock like Chalk really doesn't have. It's like a, it's some sort of cylinder when you pull the chamber out. That's just already there where you would normally mm-hmm. screw, you know, some tokens on. But yeah, anyways, we're getting mm-hmm. into the weeds. Schedule wise, I would like to race more cross, but you know, everyone. I mean, everyone here did like a lot of gravel last year. It's just like so hard at the end of the year to try to just be going full pull from march to october and then feel like you want to like sharpen up for an hour long race i was i was pretty fried mm-hmm. like i was i was pretty burnt out to be honest i don't like using that word because it's like i don't know i, I don't like using it because you just hear so many people probably just misuse it but it was like hard to go out and want to like train so i just told my coach i'm like dude just give me like don't give me anything longer than two hours don't give me intervals too many times a week. Like, let's just get through these races just to get some UCI points, then call it a day. But <clears throat> this year, I would like to race more because, I mean, it's still, I don't know, cross is so fun. Like, these shorter races are just fun. Like, these long five, six, ten-hour races, there's just, it's just go till you blow and then survive to the finish line. Like, there's no, I don't know, for, for like, my portion of the race, or my, in my position, that's what happens. I'm not there at the end to finish the race but even then i mean if you're at the front of unbound it's what it's like eight hours of just like stay here survive no one's attacking with like three hours to go it's just like Mm -hmm. how many people will die off the group and then once we get to within 10k maybe people will start going but it's not like this big dynamic tactical race all day you know what i mean so right it's fun to get that aspect back which is in cross or like i did this race last weekend or two weekends ago uh it's a grasshopper it's called it's like this local kind of mixed terrain racing we have in norcal and it was two and a half hours 50 miles mixed terrain and it was like super dynamic wide open on all the climbs wide open on all the descents it was a sick distance it was really fun but uh yeah i'm not in the grand prix and i thought maybe i'd do some more other racing but I'm doing very similar to last year. I won't go to Crusher because that race is stupid. Can quote me. <laughs> what about what about Leadville? I I am actually pretty excited about Leadville. All right. I thought Leadville nice. was pretty fun last year, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if you go in with your expectations at a two and you have a four of a day, you're that's yeah. a that's a pl- a plus two, a net two positive. <laughs> How'd you uh, do at Leadville? I was like you just hit forty and then backed off. Yeah, I was yeah, I was like I think I was thirty first or thirtieth or something. So I mean if I a, didn't, uh, like mess around hit the beginning, it'd be fun to see maybe how it would go. But um Yeah, that's right. You were like full tilt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were on record breaking duty. Blowing which I didn't even yeah. need to do because Keegan blew the record out of the water anyways, but you know, Keegan like weeks before he's like, Hey, I've got this idea for you. Like 
would you be down to do this? And I was like, dude, I'm literally down to do anything that gives me an excuse to do poorly at that race. <laughs> like, <laughs> like nice. if I can help you and then like pull out without team management being like, yo, dude, what the fuck? Like I'm down. So I was like, I can do that. Pull blow up. Be like, I helped Keegan. What do you want? And then, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, actually kind of having a good time. So yeah, I mean, it's all like, it's kind of a testament to your, where your headspace is at going into a bike race, I guess, because I didn't expect much of it. And then actually had a pretty good time. Um, What's your first big race of the year? We're going to go to BWR, Arizona. Are you guys, any of you guys doing that? Oh yeah, I am. It's cool. It's long. It's a long race. It's it's like a, maybe 130 miles and it's basically like two marathon mountain bike races within the 130 mile gravel race like the beginning's Mm -hmm. got a ton of single track and then there's a section of it where you literally go do the cactus cup cross-country race course but it's longer and then you go back onto some pavement and go over to some other dirt it's it's cool race are they they, they're not changing up the course uh, i don't know if they've changed the course that's a good question if it's the same as last year it'll be what i just said yeah, because they, they've, like, made some announcements that they're trying to tame down the races a little bit. Oh, mm, you hate to they hear said it. No which, more, they basically said no more single track, which sounds like, which irks me. Like, that's so lame. would be so oh. crazy, because that's, like, that, that course, I agree, Toby, like, the course is sick. Like, that's what that's makes cool. that course awesome. The oh, first man, part of the single track, like, like, the first, uh, I don't know, you drop in at, what, like, 15, 20 miles or something like that. Um, would you, like, of time. Rip, rip down... There, there's like some sections of that that are pretty gnarly on a gravel bike, but nothing that's oh, like, sure. I mean, yeah. everything's rideable. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing sketchy. There's nothing like there's no high speed drops. There's no, no... There, there's one sketchy part. You which, early which on, part? you have to run through like a creek crossing bed, like a creek bed. Um, yeah. That last year wasn't rideable. That part was not rideable because it was, it was like super deep sand, loose rock kind of thing. That part was only sketchy because there were freaking snakes down there, and that you're, you're forced to get off your there? bike, run through. Yeah, dude, is yeah. So I didn't see that, that part sketchy. <laughs> Damn, wow. I That's didn't see it in the race day because I didn't really care. Front. But yeah, the, the, just uh, like let everyone else deal with the snakes, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That part was sketchy. I was like, uh, I really don't want to have to get off my bike during this section. I vaguely but... remember that creek crossing. It was very chunky. It wasn't, it yeah. was like a dry creek bed, right? It wasn't actually, yeah. it didn't actually have running water. Yeah. Right. Man, that's a bummer. The single track thing is out because that was what kind of made that race cool. Yeah. Was, Same with well, Utah. I, when I did Utah yeah. last year, the, the, the coolest part of the Utah race was the single track sections. Well, yeah. I, I think when he said that the, the single track sections were out, he was talking specifically about Utah, not necessarily the other ones, right? Hmm. Hopefully, or do we have to go know. back and reread that I'm not very for the good third at time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're just hoping it's typical that social a... media guys that just skims the letter and doesn't actually look at I it. I felt like such an idiot when I said that. Dude, you were, man. Oh, <laughs> I man. was dead right, and you thought that um, I was... <laughs> Wait, is that Anyways. about the rankings thing? No, no, no that, that was about when... course. Yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Dude, we get a lot of stuff wrong about BWR, so who knows? Yeah, it, it could, we get a lot it. of stuff wrong about everything in general. None of this <laughs> yeah, is research or scripted true. beforehand, so if we get something wrong, <laughs> so, is, all of this is, is coming off the top of our heads. Is Arizona a standard gravel bike, or do you think suspension fork gravel bike? So, I didn't have a fork that, I didn't have a fork at that point last year, but I'll run it this year, probably. Oh, really? So much single track. Yeah, I mean, it's mm. like a bit of a mountain bike race. Um, 
I'd say, you know, if it's 130 miles, like 60, 70 miles of that is like mountain bike feeling. Even if it's like a buff wow. single track, it's just, yeah, there's some rain damage in spots. So <clears throat> I'll run a bigger fork for sure. Dude, yeah, that, that one bigger, like dirt, like four. moto section with like all the whoops and like head oh, puddles yeah. in the middle, like dude, that part that was, was so sketchy cool. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like this whole section must be like an OHV area and it was just, it was like dirt bike single track, which if you guys have ever seen, it's just, they get these like big old whoops in them from like basically a bump forms. And then if you're on a dirt bike and you don't know how to like jump off these bumps, people go over and when they hit the back, they hit the throttle and it digs the back and it just throws dirt and it makes this bump bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you start getting these like sections that are like, some of them are spaced well enough where you can ride them on a bike and pump them. But some of them are just like a little too short. So you're just kind of like, doing that through them or the front and the back wheeler are not in sync um but yeah that section was rad so there's a whole i forgot about that so there's like three sections of a ton of single track in that race yeah <clears throat> dizzle are you gonna do the uh the 650b uh mountain bike tires for it i don't know tobin should i i mean it wouldn't be ter- there's a lot of road that. i don't know <laughs> so have you uh have you cut I'm your like, pimples off your bike yet uh me? i don't think i'm gonna do that <laughs> no trouble dizzle. What do you cut off? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna <laughs> embrace the embrace the acne. Okay, I had I had to do that when I was in <laughs> high school. So yeah, but in real last life, week right? last week we were talking about how certain gravel bikes these days have like a ton of fender mounts on them, so they've got like just pimples all over because they've got all these mm. you know es- especially Drews. Drews is like especially no, yeah. dude, I I looked at Drews. I mean, yeah, and and it was about the same as mine. I've got the Envy Mog, and it's about the same. How- I just like. Honestly, just like I looked at it once and I was like, ah, whatever. And I just hmm. never looked at it. So again. you guys are saying the fender mounts are not like, they're not like female threads in the frame. It actually is like a candy, like a lollipop shape that comes no, off just the frame? with No, no, like when you, have the, <laughs> when you just have the empty bolt in there, like if you don't put tape yeah. over it or something, like if you just have the bolt in there, it just looks mm. like your frame's got pimples all over it. Yeah. You know, you guys should get are you probably get them at the hardware store. It's like a it looks like a bolt without a head on it. And it's just like in where the, imagine you've cut the head of the bolt off and then you put an Allen key, like a tiny little two. Like, like a set screw. Exactly. You can go get them at like ACE hardware and you just put a little bit of Loctite on them <clears> and then you can <throat> make it flush and you can plug it without like. What if I just, <clears throat> what if I just went to the hardware store and got caulk and just caulked all the holes? <sighs> you can caulk that's that lighter. <laughs> That's what yeah, that's here. lighter, and it would seal, and it would seal them off, wouldn't it? <clears throat> yeah, for sure, it, that it would. If they <laughs> sell these screws yeah. at Menards, then Drew is in. Yeah, I was going to say show is everything, Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> what I would do though with that cock tube is just put it on there and just pump it, like fill the frame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just fill the frame. <laughs> we don't want water getting in, you know. If yeah, there's, nowhere, yeah. there's no, that's, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, heard it here. That first. frame is, dude. That frame is steel. You don't want to rust it out. It's exactly. Not, it's not even. <laughs> what bike? Your, your what frame bike is steel. Is? Your frame is steel, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and your stupid external cables. What bike are you riding, Drew? <laughs> the State All Road State Bicycle Company. Tobin is yes. just like I don't even it's know what that is. <laughs> Their 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 A line is like their fixies, but they also make gravel bikes. 
and I'm running their gravel bike. Tobin, do you even? Do, I so I didn't know what state was until Drew even got sponsored by them. Do you know what state? They're, they're probably bigger are? than. They're probably bigger they're, than I've felt. Not heard of state. They're, are they from okay. like? They're All from right. the Midwest. Are they from Minnesota? No, nah, they're Minneapolis. from Arizona. I think that's why I'm going. That's surly. <laughs> Surly. I can see the I can see the logo. But I do yeah. know, like I feel like I know it from like fixy stuff more than yeah. anything that's else. like their that's like their main jam. Yeah. But dude, you know what? Like gravel sells, man. You should make might as well make a gravel bike. Take that yeah. fixie and just oh, put yeah. a derailleur hanger on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like it so far. I haven't I've only had it with a suspension fork, so I want to try it without the suspension fork to see what it I don't know, relative to my previous gravel bikes, but yeah. So how how's it feel with the 650B wheels and the suspension fork? You going to run that at Sea Otter? Mm, probably not. <clears throat> I don't think so. The suspension fork that I have on there right now, I would need to get a better fork, and I just don't think it's enough travel, like for legit mountain bike races. 40, no. 40 mil is just like nothing. It would be a disgrace I was like, to you I was and the totally bike. totally just like... <laughs> bottoming that thing out when i was in florida which does not have much <laughs> mountain bike trail and i could just hear the thing going clack 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 and i'm like this is probably not good for this <laughs> you gotta run a lot of air in those forks yeah it I mean, said it has wanted. right it it has like a, a suggestion and i was maxing out the suggestion for like a 200 and 80 pound person that's the pressure i was putting in it and i'm like what he's calling oh, you fat bro <laughs> sorry drew's not drew's not the quickest to get jokes sometimes i ate a lot of honey buns last week his pixelation of his video like he's not even getting a live audio <laughs> <laughs> Dwight will stop coming on the first time. He's got the Kentucky <laughs> Wi-Fi. Yeah, oh, I was going to say that, dude. Tobin's dressed like a straight Kentucky Kentucky folk right now. <laughs> no, right? I know. You know look, he straight up looks like he just drove out of the boondocks of Kentucky. Dude, I have plants in my house. Would you guys even have plants in your houses in Kentucky? <laughs> they no, they got chickens you're wearing in ammo, <laughs> and you have a beard, and you have a black beanie. Like that is full on. You probably have a rifle, all, like hanging up on the wall behind okay? you. <laughs> Sponsor correct. Because <laughs> my hair looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you got good um, hair. Thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's so more, next? More, more BWR this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> Tobin's got questions. Yeah, go yeah. for it. If the whole shot opportunity presents itself, <laughs> yes, will you take it? <laughs> no, I learned my lesson last year, dude. Then you won't Man. even get featured in the Lifetime Grand Prix series, though. I was dude, so they bummed. Didn't, they didn't include my interview. I was like, I was like, that's like my one opportunity to be on that documentary thing. And they didn't even include the interview. No, you just need to be sure more like a doofus next year. Didn't even yeah, look that around. Race started in like last, you know, the year before last. It went up this hill and it just made a right off into the single track. It was like a very quick, very critical pinch point. Yeah, and so like you know, we pre rode and we're like, oh man, it goes like instead of making a right, it continues on the car racetrack, makes a left, goes up this monster climb. It's short, but it's just steep and sucks and then it's the pinch point and so like 
we start the race and it's pretty civil, like bar to bar, taking up the whole track. I'm like, okay, this is nice. Like we can just chill, get halfway up the hill and then we can fight. And then like this guy just goes zooming up the right. And I was like, (laughs) and then I was like, God, now everyone's going to chase him. It's going to get so hard, so quick. And then I was like, man, I wonder if he even pre-road, like maybe he thinks it's the old pull shots and he has no idea it's about to turn left and keep going. And then I was like, oh, of course, it's Dylan. I'm like, that son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, no, I did pre-ride. Then- I, I knew where it was. I knew where it was. Okay. But I, I just assumed that we were going to go all out like the year before. <laughs> the, the other thing that I want to add to this that I don't think, because I've talked about this so much on this podcast at this point, but I will add this. I will add this one thing. I'm not a good starter in like a cross-country mountain bike race. I'm just really bad at starts. I've never gotten a whole shot in my life. Most of the time, I'm off the back at the start. Like, That's because just... starts are basically sprints, and you're exactly those two. Yeah, exactly. I'm just really bad at starts, so I never have the mentality to hold back at a start ever. And mm, the fact okay. that everybody else did, I, d- I don't know. I was just, I was just w- way confused. <laughs> <laughs> it it looks like it. <laughs> Okay, that's, sure. that's, a good, that's a completely reasonable answer. Yeah. It no, did make not. it hard, though. Which <laughs> Dylan nice is still too. an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good stuff. I right, just wanted to check. Yeah. No, I uh, I appreciate you uh, going down at the start at Schwamigan, actually. He's talking about bad starts. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't know oh, if you yes. saw I don't know if you saw my Schwamigan video, but that was the thumbnail, dude. That was great. I don't know. So you know how many people sent me that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, I've talked I've talked a lot of shit about Dylan's bikes throughout the season, so it's only it's only reasonable that he gets me on the thumbnail there. And it's good clickbait. I will say yeah, when when you uh when you came like when we finally like you reconnected with whatever group I was in at one point. Yeah. And like you had a good attitude about it. You were you were like, <laughs> "What kind of fucking idiot dumps his bike on the start line?" You know, like you, you had, yeah, a, you had a good attitude. It was, it was so stupid. It was really dumb. It and was, like, but and like I the yeah, it was really dumb. And it was just like last year, I had no idea how hard that start was going to be, and like I didn't know it was going to be so critical. So this year, I'm like, "You're not going to make the same mistake." So we start going, and like. I want to get on the outside of the group to get to the front. And like, I don't know, the guy's there and I just like was going and I wanted to get across and I just overlapped wheels. Like, yeah, it was just so dumb. And then I smacked the ground. It's so early that everyone's still there. So everyone rides away and I've yard sale, right? Like my gels have ejected, <laughs> my balls over here, like, like my tools out of my pocket. And I'm like, so I got to pick all my stuff up. I get back on my bike and we're on a hill. I'm in a monster gear. So I'm like in this huge gear and I'm like, and then my handlebars are super twisted. So I have to get back off my bike, straighten my bars. And then actually I hadn't realized my gear was big. So I get off, straighten the bars, get back on. The gear is humongous. So now I got to like soft pedal to get it into like a reasonable gear and then just play catch up. Yeah. And yeah, it was so dumb. Decker was talking shit. Everyone was talking. It was completely reasonable. And the bad thing was, is like, I chased and caught a lot of people and I felt like so good. I was like, man, if you were in the front group, you might've had a really good race today. Yeah. But yeah, it's good to crash every once in a while. I think because it, I, I believe in this thing. It's like you build up crash karma and if you don't release it, it's when you have a big one. So you gotta have a bunch big of one. little ones to keep it, you know, grounded. 
Yeah. At least I mean, it was that's grass. A, that's a good, yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's a good spot to crash anyway. Yeah. I kind of whipped my head. Like, I actually hit my head kind of hard. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe no. maybe I'll try to avoid that next year, I think. <laughs> yeah, from the foot from the footage, it looked like you just fell over. Like you, it was just, super pathetic. It was you're riding a, a bike for the first t- first time in your life, and you're just like, I I can't balance. Yeah, this thing. but like no, you can no, tell, really like no. it's it's one of those situations. Like you can tell from the fitted footage that you just like get in that where like there's no stopping it. Like you've 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 crossed wheels so bad that there's no saving it, and you're just like it's the inevitable. You're just like you just have That's to exactly throw in the it. towel. It's, it's like if you barely cross wheels, it will release and you'll hook off, but you'll stay yeah. up. And yeah, I was like overlapping overlapping and i was just like release 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 and then the balance goes and you're still yeah. overlapping and now you're falling across the wheel yeah 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 you know exactly how it is you're just praying you're like at any moment here i'm inches away from getting getting out of this thing like i'm gonna hook yep. off into the trees but i'm gonna stay on my bike and then and then it doesn't happen dude yeah standish and i we started like almost at the very back but on the far right side and we we're both yeah. like Ah, oh, this should be actually be pretty good. Like, there's a pretty clean shot around the outside, and then like yeah. immediately you fell right in front of both of us. We're like, oh, that was stupid. <laughs> yep, what what was the there. standish doing all the way back there? I don't know. He was just chilling. Dude, the call I mean, kind of like all of a sudden everyone's just gridded. Like you, you know, you're still spinning yeah. around. Then you're like, I'm gonna go take a look, and then at the like go take a look at the grid. And then you get there, and it's like already four rows deep. And you're yeah, like, that's what sucks about that. Oh, is like. Wow. And they, they were even pushing people, like, sending people back out to pre-ride, too. Like, they didn't let people really? get there early enough. Yeah. So, like, it kind of sucks when they don't just have a set time like they do with cross or cross country, where it's, like, everyone knows, okay, like, let's go to the grid. It's, like, everyone just, like, tooling around in this little, you know, street area, waiting for yeah. one person. And then as soon as one person goes to the line, everyone goes to the line. So, if you're not is, right there, like, like, watching, yeah, just swarms. Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight... At a race like Schwamigan, it's actually not even critical to be, which is dumb because I crashed because I was over anxious. But it's like so long and rolling that like you could be way back and it would you'd be just fine. You're not going to lose the race yeah. that early. And if yeah. you do, it's because you didn't have the legs to be there anyways. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, there's no pinch point. I mean, there is right. a pinch no. point, but it's not coming for, I don't know, 15 miles. So what point really are you talking about? Yeah, the bridge. I don't. No, the bridge isn't really a pinch point. There is that first single track section. What is that? Like ten miles in or something? Oh, oh, no, it's at it's least ten miles in. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly plenty of time. I guess the yeah. bridge is a bit of like a bottleneck, but there's that hill into it anyway, so it 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 thins there as well. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> it is I'm a fun sure. race though. That is, it is cool. a classic. I'm glad they kept gonna, it in. You gonna do Schwam again again this year? I am doing it for sure. Yeah, I'm already signed up. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, definitely Schwamigan. That's that's a fun race. That's a great distance race. You know, it's two hours. It's wide open. <clears throat> it's kind of like a pack dynamic. Like, that's a really, I think it's a really fun distance and a fun, like, even the course on pre-riding usually is just kind of lame. But then you start hitting it with some pace and it actually kind of starts working you know i mean yeah, it's crazy but, like back in the day when mountain biking was like in its heyday and like everyone was every mountain bike race was popping off they were all like that because they're super fun yeah. it's like that's that's what fun. i say like, about really fun all the grand prix pretty much i i think every grand prix race i'm trying to think yeah now every every grand prix race 
the course is nothing special. Like you would never go to the middle of Kansas to ride the unbound course. I mean, some no. people would, but most people wouldn't, right? Or Leadville. Like if you're in Colorado, you're not going to go ride Leadville. Like no. I, I think I went to the Leadville bike shop and they're like, what are you riding today? And I was like, the course. And they're like, um the court like the every single grand prix race the course is nothing special and it's not that fun when you're just riding it it's the race that makes it fun yeah Yeah. except for crusher (laughs) sure (laughs) not fun (laughs) if they if they got rid of i I, i'm with you if they got rid of crusher i would not be upset about that Really, like the difference between Crusher of... and Leadville is what well, I mean. One, Leadville's iconic, but two, like Leadville has so many people all over the course. Like the whole atmosphere of the race is fun, whereas like Crusher, you're just like out there in the middle of nowhere. But yeah. the race is kind of similar. It's just these big, long, high altitude climbs. And Crusher has, I mean, it has more climbing than descending, which is just a lose. Which also, is... you put it. <laughs> <laughs> dude, and plus Crusher Dizzle couldn't make his urination video. <laughs> Could or could? What'd you do? You peeing off the bike? <laughs> I want to do a YouTube video on how to pee off the bike. Oh, it's not a bad idea, to be <laughs> honest. See? Apparently, our legal team said it is a bad idea, so you should not do that. But but Crusher <laughs> specifically, I, I get that this is like probably a law, but Crusher specifically, one of the rules in the rule book is no urination mm. on the course. Well, it's because you're in Utah. What did, St- what did Stetna do? <laughs> no, dude. He was probably busting at the seams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think he probably broke that rule, but yeah, probably. allegedly. Oh. I, I, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Tobin, are you doing Unbound again? You love that race, don't you? I am doing. I'm also signed up for Unbound. I don't know. I have this thing with Unbound where I actually I did I did enjoy the race. To be honest, it was a. Uh, hmm. I had a good time. It was fun. It was uh, super hard. Whatever. Um, but my only issue with unbound is like the time commitment to be good to do it. So it's mm-hmm. like, you have to be fit, obviously. And then with like that fitness, fit. you have to do three weeks of like heinous volume, like 35 hour weeks, you know? And then after you do that crazy volume for three weeks, you have to obviously rest for about a week to take some, you know, take some rest. And then you have to get sharp. So you do like, Basically, three weeks of crazy volume, one week rest, one week to turn the legs back on before the race, and then you do the race, and then if you don't take, like, two weeks of recovery, and you, like, don't respect the effort, you kind of just in the box for the rest of the season, which I don't think I totally got it wrong last year, the recovery, but I didn't chill enough. Like, I did, the Stigmata was launching, so we did, like, a week in Whistler of photo shooting, we did some video shoots in Santa Cruz, so it wasn't just, like, an hour or two spins it was like i don't know you guys know how like video and photo shoots are they're kind of tedious yeah. like they can be fun but you're out all day yeah riding we actually around. Don't. yeah maybe hike maybe the, Dylan the, does hike but, that uh, climb again but we don't Let's get that shot yeah. again do it again do it again and it's cool I mean, yeah you know you're out there with the right photographer it's super fun or whatever but like it's not restful and uh it's anyways, also not training right it's like it's also not training it's like not resting yeah. it's just a like rare yeah. so i mean my experience aside the only thing that's rough is like the seven week commit i feel like it's seven weeks some people could say it's six some people say it's four but it's a lot of commitment in the season for one race where like dylan would say it's like a whole year that's all oh. he, that's all that's all he dreams a about lifetime. is unbound <clears throat> that's yeah you're not wrong 
All right, I want to hear yeah, from that's like, that's like the that's like the race. If I won, I would just quit cycling. Like it, it'd be over. I, I, yeah. I've there's nothing it. nothing else to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, right, Dylan. So, if you and I, have, I, it's probably we can't really talk. I don't really want to talk about this on the podcast. But when, when you and I, I've, are ar- I've already ta- I've already talked about it on the pod. Really? <laughs> yeah. Thing that happened in that right hand corner. <laughs> You're making it sound so bad, dude. What happened? Who, what, what happened? <laughs> give Dylan, us the, why did you give make us the yeah, we, we did your side of it, Tobin. We did so, talk about it. There were medics on the scene or something like that, so like everything was fine. There was medics? <laughs> dude, you're making it sound worse. You're making it okay, sound so, worse. Okay, I don't know. Don't worry, he came out of the you coma, don't worry. Here's the story. We are racing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not live. We can always cut this out, but we probably won't. We're, no, we're I, I literally already told this story on the podcast like the week after Unbound, so I there's don't nothing to cut out. Well, <laughs> okay, well then I'll just go for it. I just feel, I feel, I feel kind of guilty about it, but whatever. Um, so we're racing. I've been alone for quite some time, and Dylan and um, Larry Warbass, just you two. Yeah, mm-hmm. anyways... Yeah. Towards the end of the race, probably only less than 10 miles to go, Dylan and Larry catch me, and we're pinning it. We're, Dylan's pinning it specifically, like really giving it the beans. And um, we're in this bit where like you're kind of going through with neighborhoods, and it's just like straight roads, 90-degree corner, straight 90-degree corner, um, big, flat, fast, swooping corners. And so we're coming to this one right-hander. It's probably like 1% or 2% downslope into it, so we're really cooking. And um, there's this civilian out for his Saturday bike ride, you know, this guy. And he is on the outside of the corner. He's on the left side, and we're taking the right side, obviously. And it's everything from afar looks like it's just going to be a clean. We're just going to go by this guy 10 feet between us. It'll be totally fine. And so we go in, and I don't know who was leading, Dylan, if it was you or Larry was leading. I was leading, I, was I remember. Okay, so it's Dylan's pinning it. Larry is second wheel. I'm third wheel. We are starting to enter this corner, and Dylan's like, on your right, and this poor civilian just like hooks When we say right civilian, like, is, 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 is the civilian like a participant of another discipline, like another distance no, in the race? Or just like some insane. random dude like coming back from picking up groceries? That's exactly it. It's just this guy who probably just does this every weekend. And, uh, and, and Dylan just does what anyone should do, just like on your right, rips through. and But this guy like goes to the right side of the road, like as if we're a car and he's mm. trying to get out of the way or something. So we've entered the corner. We're at the point of no return. You can't hit your brakes. can't do anything. You, you've turned in. Dylan probably gets by this guy with like a foot of space and does like the little like body English, like skirt. And then Larry really does the skirt like inches. And now I'm third wheel. And like these two have narrowly avoided this guy. And I'm like, well, you have, your fate is sealed now. So I see the guy <laughs> and it's like this little bit of a side hill that I try to like jump up on. And you have that just like super quick moment of like me versus you, you know, like survival. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> damn, I'm going to hit this guy. Like, there's no two ways about it. So you just drop your shoulder and just like, dude, I just body, I just body. <laughs> because I mean, you have to, to otherwise, otherwise, it's going to be a bad day for both of you. 
it's going to suck for both of us, but I can at yeah. least defend myself. So I like drop a shoulder, like I smack helmets with the guy, at least get a helmet on <laughs> and just blow him off his bike. And this dude, if he was another bike racer, I'd feel better because at least he's signed a waiver and he just knows what he's getting into. But he's not. He's just some guy that lives in the neighborhood. And, <laughs> and so shit. Dylan, I like look back and I'm like, oh man, he's on the ground. Like he's just, I just knocked this guy off his bike. And Dylan's still pinning it. I mean, you didn't hit him. It's not your issue. Dylan's still pinning it. Larry's still pinning it. And I'm just like, have this moral conflict of like, well, now, mm. but I also know that we're probably top 20, which is a pretty respectable position at Unbound. <laughs> so, so I just left him. And I, that's all. <laughs> it, that's all <laughs> I just, indeed, I know that I'm certain that the Unbound promoters probably heard, got a letter from that guy. You know what I mean? Like, how could they not? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so did if, you beat if, Dylan if in the sprint? <clears throat> And then Dylan freaking beat me at the end. Ah, <laughs> what the heck? You know how, many, how much it. energy I wasted, like <laughs> linebacking that poor civilian? That was it. Man. <laughs> uh, Dylan, I think you left out some of those details. So I, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know this was a civilian. I thought it was a racer from the 100 mile race. No, dude, I think it was a neighbor. Like, I it uh, just his. Yeah, that does make know, it like, worse. It makes it worse. And it's like, yeah. I could tell it was a neighbor because any bike racer wouldn't have the handlebars three feet above the seat, you know? Like, the guy's riding like this. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at least yeah. he had a helmet on. There was a dent in my helmet from where my helmet hit his helmet. Damn. Oh, wow. wow. Um, but, yeah, if it was another racer, I would just be like, ah, oh, that's really unfortunate. But it, it wasn't. It was like someone... And I don't know. I was tentative to talk about this. For I was really selective. I told Keegan, I'm like, dude, I, something happened out there that might be wanted for murder. You're like, you're like so hesitant. And Dylan, like the week of the podcast, was like, guess what Tobin did? Well, okay. If I if if you thought it was a another racer, it would make sense. But I know it wasn't, and it was just like, yeah, dude. yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I was like, dude, you do the guy was on the left side of the road and Dylan's like on your right and the dude just hooks right and just like it happens the all the time yeah. Mm. I, yeah I feel like that happens all the time like on the bike path you know it's like they hear right and they just move to the right you know it's like yeah it's honestly I mean, the thing the thing about the end of unbound I think the point that I was even making with that story when I told it was that uh because I thought this was another racer um at the end of unbound you were passing people from the 100 mile distance like you're passing a person every five seconds it's yeah, so many people that you're fast. just blowing by yeah you know yeah. and i was kind of making the point how about you just there's so much gravel there how about you just make the 100 mile course completely different so that that doesn't happen you know yeah or like yeah it's just there's a i think this year we're going to see some changes because of the sprint is so hairy and just like what you said like yeah. it's it's chaotic and yeah. they this need race to. is like the race like the gravel race it's just gonna get faster and gnarlier and something needs to be done and i think it will be done this year like there'll be a different finish shoot Keegan i mean was also like, about that. you know to like to your guys's point like your situation like why are some of these finished roads not closed like just close the yeah. whole road, or why yeah, go like, through a neighbor? Like you can't go through a neighborhood and not close the roads. Like that is yeah reckless. It's just mm-hmm. kind of dicey. But, have, you, have you ever done? Uh, have you ever done mid south? 
knew that's where we no, were going. I'd like to. That is by far. Speaking of this particular issue of gravel races <clears throat> having sketchy finishes, Mid South is the worst offender of this. Um, I've seen it. They I've like they don't have like none of the none of the stoplights are blocked off, and I don't. You know, I mean, the whole vibe of that race is like, oh, this is a party, but there are people at the front still trying to win the thing. Um, yeah, that's the thing. So. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like if they say it's not a race. They like shift the liability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the thing is, even when you're racing, you're like, okay, just take note. It's closed road. And like, I'm usually pretty willing to like slow down, check up at the stop sign, you know, absolutely check that it's clear. And then you get some like, like some dude at the rock cobbler, not even in my category, is like trying to race me with like 10K to go. And like, we're coming into a stop sign. That's like a off ramp. Like we were on this highway and we come off the highway and make a right. And there's like someone could be coming from underneath the highway bridge. I check up and just like look and there's a car. So I slow down and really, really like stay in the bike lane. Right. So you don't swing into the car's lane. And this dude just goes bombing over the top of me. I'm like, what are you doing, man? It's not a closed course. Like <laughs> you just make us all look bad and it's dangerous. Like it's just a lose lose. So, yeah. and man, I'm with you, especially in a, uh, the, um, in Arkansas, Big Sugar, there's always mm-hmm. something dicey at the start of that race, like an oncoming car. And it's the same thing. Like, dude, there's no houses. I mean, there's some houses out there, but like someone's going to mm-hmm. get hurt and it's going to be a problem. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that because that course, there are so many blind corners. Every yeah. corner is a blind corner. Yeah. Yeah. And people are new. And because the, mm-hmm. they're not expecting a thousand gravel riders out there, like they're not used to seeing that. No. Yeah. They're just like you'd think then, yeah, that like just, the further out you get, like more in the sticks, it's like oh, it's gonna be safer. But no, it's because like the people are just not expecting that to happen. And, it, and yeah. I agree, it's it's gonna happen, and it's it sucks that that's the case. And I, I don't like, want to see that happen. Like I, I hope that they start to do something about it. Um, my big thing is like these races all talk about how they're there for the people. They're not there for the front of the race. Like they don't care about, you know, who's winning the race. Like it's there yeah, to just be a welcoming environment. I'm, and I'm great. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm good with that. Like, I, I think it's great that they're, you know, attracting more people, new riders to the sport. It's helping grow the sport, but you can't tell me that you don't care about the race. And then you're like live streaming the finish. You're posting the, the podium shot. As soon as the race is over, like, you know, them spraying the champagne, like, you can't use that as your promotional content and then say like, oh, we don't care about the front of the race. Yeah, exactly. Just I'm, I'm with you. So yeah, dude. And then winners two, are people too. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and like, I do think that the front of the race, like the absolute front is, let's say we've got, generally I'd say these gravel roads are not, um, I'd say it's like triple track, right? Like yeah, if you were a car going north and south, you have your passenger side two uh, wheels of your car are like in your gutter, but you share that middle slot down the road. Yeah. You guys know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So like the race leader going into a left-hand corner or whatever is usually in the gutter for safety, but then you get that like 10 wheels back is starting to be in that middle shared slot. And then 20 wheels back is in the far left slot. And so you enter this corner in like a diagonal wave where like the front guys are going to like skirt it no matter what. The middle slot guys are probably going to get around, but like there's always some sketchy stuff and the guys that are riding in the other side of the gutter, which you shouldn't, but 
it's like the race is on and everyone's just chomping at yeah. the bit and you <clears throat> Dude, just get the race haze. Yeah. I remember, I mean, mm-hmm. not even talking like on the gravel section, like going back to Big Sugar two years ago, <laughs> there was like, and and I'll put myself out there. Like I, I was fell victim to making this offense because you're in the middle of the race and like, you're just trying to hold your position. But like, it was a left-hand turn and there were people that went on the inside of a car that was at a stop sign over the curb, over the grass, back onto the road behind them. So like this yeah. swarm of bike, the front group swarmed around a car that was <laughs> at a stop sign trying to make a right-hand turn into the traffic that we were just coming from. And it's like, yeah. it is chaos. Yeah. It's, it's like, chaos. Dude, that's, that's, it's too much. I, I don't and know. It, maybe it just like deserves only... like a little bit of road closure. I mean, it's, these these yeah. races are big enough. Like they've got to be able to pull it off. Yeah, and like, dude, you're gonna charge me two hundred and fifty bucks and not put some of that back into rider safety? Like, that's bullshit. Hot take. Word. <laughs> it's just a we're all about take. hot takes here, <laughs> dude. I, know, I got a like, question I just for you. These races, they're so expensive. Like BWR yeah. actually does. Like BWR has highway patrol and police. Like your reg is expensive, but at least you feel like I don't know. It's safe at like the critical junctions early on when it's a huge when it's like a huge pack and people are going crazy but there's generally like protection where there needs to be versus some of these races are just like i guess it's because it's less population dense in some of these areas we race where they're like there's no one out there's no traffic like it'll be fine yeah yeah for sure we're going all over on the topics today (laughs) is it fun being keegan's teammate Dude, I kind of suck. Dude, no, I think it's it's super right really? because like Keegan is Tobin's know, teammate. Cool to okay, be like, let's get it right. Support role. <laughs> mm, yeah, that is sorry, true. My bad. <laughs> you think do you think he? Do you think he likes being your teammate? I think he loves being my teammate, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many other teammates are out there gonna gonna sacrifice their entire Leadville Dude, race we, within the we, first five minutes? We have tried to get Keegan on this podcast a lot, and he will not respond. But we we did Dude. get you. Sometimes people are like, "Hey, think you can do this podcast?" Like they hit me up. I'm like, "Yeah, probably not." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it is. It's rad because, like, for multiple reasons. One, it's cool to go to like any race, basically, and just like know that Keegan's probably going to win. It's fun to like talk race. <laughs> like Keegan is significant. Like, there's he's not even in the same league as I am. But like, I feel like I have enough experience racing cross and other things where like he and i do run over like finishing scenarios where to launch a sprint like sneaky lines blah 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 and he like Mm. you know he does respect my input there to be an asset so like we're always running scenarios um finish scenarios tire setup suspension setup bike setup blah 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 and then like um so it's fun to workshop that stuff and then, like, I learned a lot from him, like, on, you know, nu- like, nutrition was huge this last year. I learned all that stuff from him. Um, and, like, Keegan always has this, like, unfounded faith in my ability. And some days I'm just like, dude, stop telling me that I'm going to make it over this climb. Like, just don't lie to me, man. So I'm, just, I'm right. You know? I'm right. <laughs> you know you're talking to me. There's chance I'm going to make the front group. And you know that. And I'm like, but sometimes I'm like, maybe he really thinks that today's my day. And I totally love that about Keegan. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. And then at I, the same time, like, we get just generally the sickest equipment. Because Keegan gets it and then they just give it to the whole team. 
Like, I think we have flight yeah, attendant bikes this year. Like, no one would so, ever give Tobin a flight attendant bike, you know? But Keegan? And like, <laughs> Wait, what's well, a flight attendant bike? Like, it's the like SRAM's, like, electronic uh, suspension lockout. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, like, so nice and expensive. And then they're like, well, I guess we feel bad for, like, that big hairy guy who's always hanging out with him. So we'll make sure he's on the same equipment, <laughs> too. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, pretty it's, good. It's awesome. Like, there's... Yeah, so many, so many perks, and then uh, yeah, I mean, he keeps the he keeps the team alive, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> so Sick. yeah, wins across the board. Yeah, and I do feel like you guys have a good like dynamic because, and this don't take this offensively because I don't mean it offensively, <laughs> but like you, like you have you get to play the supporting role, and I feel like you you just know so well, like you enjoy like that. That's your role. Like there's. I do. There's no like yeah. conflict of interest there where it's like, oh, maybe today is going to be Tobin's day. And then Keegan's got to be like, no, dude, I'm like the goat. Like I got to, it's always my day. Like it's That's like, you guys have about. a good dynamic. And I feel like, I feel like even off the bike too, like it just seems like you guys have fun together. Yeah. We're actually like super close friends, which I didn't know would happen when we started this whole thing three, four years ago. Like we were buddies, but we weren't like close friends, but you know, Keegan's like one of my closest friends and which makes it easier to help obviously when they're just a friend and a teammate. But then, like you said, I've said that actually to people too, is like Keegan and I are like so far apart in ability that there's never a conflict. Like let's say you made Russ and Keegan teammates. They're too right. close. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Russ would be like, maybe yeah. and Keegan would be like, no. And then Russ would be like, no, 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 for sure. Like today you work for me or whatever. Right. Uh, right. Or like Finsty and Russ, you, you see it out there on course sometimes. Like, I don't know, just like this dynamic. Like if Keegan's up the road, I'm not chasing. But like if like I, I don't know, I feel like I've seen like how we chase Russ before, and you're just like, why are you chasing right now? Like mm. this is pretty yeah. basic tactics. I don't <laughs> maybe not exact that thing, but like you know what I'm saying. If you're no, close enough, saying. yeah, there's always that like whose day is it? Who gets to do what? Uh, versus like yeah, if Keegan's like, oh dude, I hey, give me your wheel. I'm like, sure, which one? <laughs> <laughs> what else? some gels too dude I don't yeah know. i'll, I'll figure yeah. it out <laughs> dude why are you guys not tight enough that you get an invite to the spirit tour though oh i did get it i was gonna go i was actually planning on going and then it was like you know i think everyone here can relate to this and probably a lot of the listeners that have like a training regimen you guys know when you take like your off season a quick whatever it is two three four weeks just kind of off no structure maybe no running yeah. whatsoever and then you get back on the bike and that first like two to four weeks is just like miserable. Like you just training sucks. Your body feels terrible. You feel slow. You're like, It'll, I'll never enjoy cycling ever again. That feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, the spirit tour is going to be like six weeks after my like getting back on going again. And I was like, oh, that'll be great. It'll be like some big nasty volume. It'll be cool. And then like, three weeks out i'm like dude i don't even think i'm fit enough to be in a place where i can benefit from doing that ride like you can't sure you can go off the couch anything right but like you have to have a baseline like fitness to gain anything from an exertion like that yeah Um, and to bounce back from it and to not just be in a hole so yeah i was like i was like oh man i don't know if i'm even gonna be fit enough to like a enjoy this and then b be able to like absorb any of it um and then, so yeah. And did they I do it like earlier actually, this year? It seemed like it was like early. No, it was it's not like, like it always is. But oh, really? 
generally I would not even consider it because of cyclocross. I would have gone through December and then uh, would have been mm. like the first week back. But this year, you know, I didn't race as late into the winter. So I was considering it and then I uh, just didn't do it. And then um, okay. yeah, we ended up doing this other ride. It used to be called like the coast ride. It starts in San Francisco and goes to Santa Barbara. And we did this other one called the Bodega Run this year, which ended up being like 110 to 130 miles a day. Um, but it was pavement primarily. It was mixed terrain. It was mostly pavement. So it's just like, it's not as hard. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was most of it. I just wasn't really like ready to go like throw myself in the deep end. <laughs> and then it snowed on them and it rained. It just looked terrible. It, it didn't even look fun. <laughs> yeah. It didn't look fun. It looked miserable. Yeah. I feel like we dodged, I dodged a bullet there. Whoa. Do we have two Tylers on here? Two Tylers. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it seems like, um, man, I, it, it seems like the Lifetime Grand Prix training just keeps, like some of the, some of the training that the athletes are doing, it just keeps getting exponentially more extreme every year. It's like, I agree. How many 30 hour weeks did you do? Oh, 30 hour a week? That, that's, that's nothing, dude. Like, what about 35? What about 40? Like, how many back to back 40s did you do? Um, yeah. It just, it just keeps ramping up. Like, I, the, some of, like, for example, some of the stuff Keegan does, like, you don't even see world tour road racers do blocks like that. No. And, like, the unbound prep of, like, these 35 hour weeks is, yeah, I completely agree. I think Keegan is, like, unique in that he does gain from those like he has this engine that just keeps revving when you put you put like you just put more and more and more fuel in it and he just keeps going mm-hmm. you know what i mean versus like like you said i'm not getting faster by doing whatever amount of volume like it's just hurting you mm-hmm. it, you will gain a bit but it's like after a certain amount of hours it's just diminishing returns it's starting to just like plateau a bit yeah, um right versus like the bigger and nastier stuff Keegan does sometimes it just I think a it does make him fitter to a point but even when like that plateau happens I think mentally he's just like well I did this in training so I know that these guys don't stand a chance in the race like yeah you guys know what I mean like you're doing six hour seven hour days all the time you go in some racing it's like easy been doing this all I've already been doing this for four or five months already like what's this gonna be (laughs) Yeah, Adam has made the point that uh, obviously Russell and Keegan train together a lot. And Russell did have a pretty significant dip in his performance towards the end of the season last year. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Adam was saying, and I mean, I think I agree, although I don't know Russell enough to say either way that that volume, while it did set up Russell for a good first half of the season, it just was unsustainable and it kind of cracked him. I don't know. I don't know if you have any input on that, but <laughs> uh, I want. I I wonder. I mean, another thing for potentially to take into consideration here is um, Russ does the first chunk of the season in Arizona, mm-hmm. um, you know, to stay warm, and then goes back home to Colorado. So I wonder too if like the altitude you're seeing a bit of a dip in like performance because of going back to altitude, perhaps. Yeah, I mean it. Yeah, and it, and it could just be you know <clears throat> going back to altitude. I mean that that hits you harder too. And we all know yeah. Keegan's like a freak with altitude. Like he, for whatever reason, it's like it doesn't affect him. So you know him going back and maintaining that training load at altitude maybe isn't as much of an effect as it might be on a guy like Rusty, totally. who 
And when he goes, when Keegan goes home to, you know, Heber City or Midway, uh, I don't know what the altitude is where Russ lives, but I I think Russ is higher than Keegan, like in mm. Colorado Springs, Springs area. Yeah, it's like 6,000. Okay, ish. so it's similar then. Because, I mean, Heber City is not six. It's like 52, maybe. Mm-hmm. But Something that's like close that, yeah. enough where it probably wouldn't be the difference. But yeah, yeah, who knows? Or, you know, or those two, like maybe they just, maybe they stop when they go home. They don't train together anymore. But I also think that, well, no, Russ is just as experienced. So like he would know yeah. to rest at the right times and everything. But yeah, Russ was yeah. just pinned at the beginning of last year. And then I guess I didn't think, I hadn't thought about it. There was a little bit of like performative fall off, but yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, at at um at Schwam again, Russ got dropped before I did, and I was like, that has never happened before. <laughs> yeah, do you remember one of those races? Russ was not like, man, yeah, one of those he was like, just had it like it was like a bad few weeks. I do remember that vaguely. Yeah, it was a it was around that time. Like Schwam again, he got dropped before I did, and then the rad he <clears> got dropped at the same time that I did, and I was in his group for a minute. Uh, yeah. I didn't stay in his group. I got, I eventually got dropped from that group, but I was like, dude, that is not the same Russell from the beginning of the year. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. also, you know, Keegan takes on this huge training volume, but he also like doesn't do anything extra. It seems yeah. like nope. he's not like Keegan going really... to like, he, he, he's got his races that he's going to target. He's going to peak for all of those. He's going to come in super hot, but he's not like going to other races for like appearance fees and like. Like he's very selective is what I would say. Whereas, I mean, I know, I remember last year, like Russell went overseas to do like some of the UCI gravel stuff. I was going to say he traveled a lot. Um, Yeah. So like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of guys in, in like going back to like, you know, Keegan's training versus like the world tour guys training, like you got to keep that in mind too. Like they're doing 60 to a hundred race days compared to a dozen. Right. So I mean, like all that cumulative race fatigue adds up when you stack that on to like a huge training volume. So I mean, that's, that's a factor too. Like you have to keep that in mind that Keegan's like yeah. very selective with what he does. Very selective and very like, this is something I've learned, I guess, going back to that teammate thing was like, uh, more, more is not better always, right? Like mm-hmm. less, like less in quality. Um, and then like Keegan is just like, he wakes up, hits the breakfast, trains, maybe does gym, whatever he does. And like, just chills like Keegan is so good at being not getting bored I guess like I get bored Mm. I want to go work in the garage like work on the motorcycles or whatever it is where like you're not like on your feet per se but you're not chilling versus like sure Keegan's like he's really good at staying just not getting bored just like he'll hit the ride be stoked chill on the patio make some lunch chill some more <laughs> and then do it again the next day. Like he's, yeah. he, he, when he's not training, he is chilling, which is yeah impressive to, cause I, it's like I said, I just, I just get bored. Yeah. Like I, 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 go, I, I do want to, I do want to say though, I, I do get a bit annoyed because when um, certain riders, t- they talk about how Keegan doesn't do anything but train. And you know, that's, I don't know, hypothetically why he's so much better than them. And I'm like, okay, well, you have the option to do that because you get paid to ride your bike. So stop making excuses. And also, yeah, that's not the like that's not the sole reason he's better than you. 
Like, yeah. what? Because he didn't totally do it. Agree. He, did, he didn't come on a podcast. That's why he won the whole Grand Prix. Like, no, come on. No. <laughs> I think Keegan approach it like, one, trains. I don't think anyone trains. No one works harder than Keegan, period. Like, mm-hmm. full stop. I don't, I truly believe no one works harder. Uh, and then also, like, no one is better prepared except for maybe Russ. I mean, I don't know what your guys' pre-race is, but when don't, we don't go put to us race, in the same category as... You can just completely leave us out of the, this equation. My, hold on, hold my on, dad hold on. <laughs> My dad mentioned this once and I hadn't thought about it. He's like, you guys are always prepared for every scenario. You've already seen the course. Like, like mm-hmm. before Unbound, we've seen the entire course. There's no surprises. We've ever ridden it. We've driven it. We've tried the tires. We've tried this. We've tried that. Like every variable there is that's within your control is like, we've already gone through the list and chose what we want to do versus like, I think some guys are like maybe winging it slightly more. And as far mm-hmm. as like, you know, marginal gains go, uh, that's a gain. Just like knowing what your equipment is having access to different equipment, choosing it, testing it, knowing. Like, I'm always surprised how many professionals feel asking about this and be like, oh, I don't I don't know. Like, I actually didn't even know about that or I haven't tried that. And you're just right, like, right. like, dude, it's yeah, literally that's, your job. That's, like, that's part of it too. Yeah. That? Like, that. that's part of it. You, you might call someone out and be like, oh, you're, dude, you're totally winging it here. And they might not even know they're winging it because they haven't even considered that that's an, a variable. This is right? like me talking to Drew. Honestly, <laughs> I knew <laughs> that you were going to, I was waiting for you to say that. This is not like that. I know You're stuff. Here for a good time, not a long time. So I, I was, I was talking to Logan Owen about Schwamigan. I was like, yeah, how'd Schwamigan go for you? And he's like, man, dude, I didn't pre-ride that finish. It just came up. He was I'm at like, the Grand Prix. He was at a Grand Prix race this year. What? Logan Owen? Who was that? Dude, Schwamigan, yeah. I believe. Dude, he was in the Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, how do you well, not ride the finish of Schwamigan? That's the most important part of the race by far. Maybe the fire tower yeah. climb, but like, you if you're only going to see one part of the course, it's got to be the finish. And sure. that was literally Probably. where the registration and stuff was. Like, all you have it to was, do is yeah. it was your bike where the with registration you to was. registration, and you can like ride five minutes and see the finish. It's like, yeah, but I think Not that's hard. common. I don't think he's super unique. I think there's probably more people than we mm-hmm. think that maybe haven't just like checked it out. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's it's what I'm left. saying is like, like a guy like Logan probably didn't even consider how big of a factor the finish, like straight would be or the finish section would be. Yeah, but like what and you're saying is like you knew, group. you knew every he knew every part of that. What he didn't know yeah. was that, you know, Alexi was going to shoot off the side of the side-by-side and nip him at the line. But, you know, it's a different, yeah. different lead story. Out. So, <laughs> I mean, another thing, too, is, like, to do all of the recon uh, and all of this stuff. Like, it it takes resources, which we're not all, like, as fortunate to have. Like, we have Myron, our mechanic, yeah. with us. If we want to try tires, we want to try equipment, Myron likes to play around with it, too. Um and speaking of like resting, like working on your own bike takes time. It's not necessarily hard, but um, it takes time where you're not chilling, A. And then B, like you have to have financial resources to be at Unbound the entire week before, which is not cheap if you want to pre-ride. So you got to have money to be there, money and time to be at the place to pre-ride. 
and then a mechanic to like play with your bike and then also maybe a mechanic to be like hey we're gonna go period the first 80 miles of this huge loop where we're 80 miles from the finish can you meet us out there with chocolate milk and drive us home so <laughs> yeah it's just it's a it's a luxury that a lot of people don't have um which is something that like but it's also yeah. like it's sick that it's a luxury that you guys have and you 100 percent utilize because i th- i think yeah, I mean, for, like for what, sure. what would be the a tragedy is like for the guys out there or girls out there who have that luxury like they have those resources but either they don't know how to use them right or they just don't care enough to take advantage of it and it's not saying that they don't care like like i don't care about this race but like they don't they don't go that extra step to like utilize every bit of those resources. You know, it's like, yeah, it's oh, like I'll just, I'll drive a hundred miles of the unbound 200. Like that seems good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just doing your homework and then like knowing mm-hmm. where to, you know, where do you want to like spend those resources on pre-ride? Cause it unbound, like you probably aren't going to pre-ride the whole thing, but you can think about where was maybe, a, where will a critical selection be made? Uh, what's the finish look like? Let's maybe ride the finish twice, the out once drive some of the middle just to make sure there's no like surprises but yeah yeah you guys i gotta bounce yeah i mean it's a lot of work see you drew hey it's good it's good seeing you tobin you too see you at a cross race soon or sea otter yeah or something you had good interview questions i'll be at good interview questions good luck with that you'll be at arizona you guys will both be there oh yeah yeah i'll be dude i'm seeing like two three weeks hey i don't have a place to stay can i stay with you <laughs> you probably share Keegan's bed with him. Yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Good. Find me in. I'll be there. there. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, man. Later. All right. Well, what else? We wrap we this up. To... Yeah. Yeah. We can. I mean, we're at an hour and a half. We can keep going, but <laughs> that's good. I too got it. Unless you, but unless you really want to flush something out, Tobin. I think no, you made I, all your I, confessions I, on this podcast. Are already. you? Are you going to show up for a rebuttal match um, at Crossnats? Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where it is this year. But yeah, I would like to race Crossnats again. Kentucky. Yeah. It's in uh, it's in Louisville again. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I would like yeah. to go to that because I, I like that town. Man, that when I lost that sprint to carry it, like it, it replayed in my head for like a week. It was really, I felt really bad and stupid about that. <laughs> it was like... Dude, I, Lance got Lance got gypped out of Worlds and Natty Champs this year. Yeah, he did. Poor guy. God, the uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, at Single Speed Worlds in uh, Connecticut, it was like there was like this hairpin corner thing around this kiosk, and the kiosk was up like the hairpin was also an off camber. So the high line was the top of it, and the low line was a longer line but you didn't have oh, to yeah, run right. to the top of the hill. And so like yeah. in pre-ride the few days before I was like, you could ride the low line and stay on your bike or you could run to the top and take a shorter line, but then you'd have to get back on your bike. And so like on the day of single speed, I did a little bit of pre-ride, but not a ton because I was like, dude, I think you're in my own mind. I was like, you're overthinking the, the single speed race. You're using the single speed race as like, Hey, it's fun. And you do want to win. But also, it's a good way to see the course before the elite race. Because, like, the pre-ride slots at nationals are really bad. They're just, like, they do yeah. such a bad job at nationals of giving you 1,000%. time to pre-ride. It's just <laughs> stupid. 
yeah, it's literally I could I, that could be a whole podcast about the national schedule. But so <laughs> have I'm you like, back on. in my mind, like, <laughs> you're overthinking the single speed race. Just go race. So Carrie and I are like last lap. We've been banging bars all day, and I have a taller gear than Carrie. That's also mm. important for the story. I have a yeah. taller gear, and if I'm being totally honest, I've never lost a sprint to Carrie in my life ever. So this all being said. We're going into this critical point around this kiosk thing, this big hook and hairpin, and then it pops out into the finish straight, and it's just a drag race on pavement. Not a long drag race, but it's 150 meters, to enough to come around someone if you had to. Carrie's leading. We come into that bit, and Carrie dismounts and starts running up to the top, and I have this, like, just seat in my pants, like, race-winning idea. I'm like, don't run to the top right around the long line and never get off your bike. And my thought is like, as Carrie <laughs> is descending off the top, I will have never lost momentum and I will have already passed him before the sprint is my plan. So I like, don't get off my bike. I commit to riding the long line. And I get down there and it's just, it's full of feet tracks in the mud. There's no way to ride it. Mm. Uh, oh, Because it's the single speed race and obviously most people couldn't ride it anyway. No so they're running. running. Yeah. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. i get down there and i'm just like oh no and i like look up above me and there's carrie riding his bike and i'm running and i, I kid you not it's so much longer that carrie is riding above me and i'm watching him already make the corner as i'm like he's already turned right and i'm still riding this way so he's turning and i'm still going that way and i'm just like watching him go towards the finish as i'm going the opposite direction around this corner uh. And then I like get on the thing and it wasn't even a sprint finish because he already put bike lengths into me. And then after the race, I was just like, dude, why were you trying to get so goddamn creative out there? Like you should have just followed Carrie, sat on bigger gear. And then out sprinted him. Spring. Just like yeah. pretty simple plan. But <laughs> sounds yeah, like you were really trying to be it. super creative. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think I, I remember because I, I wasn't there. I remember watching that. Uh, either live or replay or whatever. And I remember the commentators being like, oh, why did he take that low line? It's so much longer. And it didn't even, I don't think it even clicked in their mind. Like, oh, he was probably going to try and ride it. In their mind, they're like, why would he try and run around the low line? But that makes sense. You thought you were going to be able to ride it. but I I was going to ride it. And Carrie was good at running that year too. So like we had ran before (laughs) that and I was just kind of like, dude, I was pretty redlined. I was like, if you just don't run again, you're going to be in a really good place to win this bike yeah. race. Okay. Well, it's okay though. I'm world, I'm world champion now. So yeah, you got that. <laughs> but yeah, that's sick. Well, we that's can wrap this up. Story. Yeah, we can wrap this up. This is, uh, this has been fun, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. For yeah sure. Thanks dude. We good appreciate hookup, it. Tyler. That's what I'm here for. Tyler's yeah, like, Tyler, we're coming through. Talk, we're going to talk about cross worlds or something. I was like, I don't think we should talk about cross worlds. It wasn't even very exciting. <laughs> Well, we, we were trying to get you on a week. a week. Yeah, we were trying to get you on a week earlier, but you just, uh, no. you know, too much photo shoot time and whatever else you had to do. I don't know what I was doing. It's fine, dude. It, yeah. The conversation would have sucked if we just talked about crosswalks all the whole time. <laughs> it would have been 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, yeah. pretty boring. Race. It's way better. You yeah. hate when okay. Vanderpool shows up. It's not even fun to watch. It's kind of like when <laughs> Keegan shows up. <laughs> yeah but sometimes keegan makes it it's, sometimes it's close you know and every once in a while someone gets lucky and beats him not lucky but that's true you know, that's true you know what i mean yeah he was almost undefeated last year almost so it okay. I, is that his goal this year go undefeated i mean that's like the last that's like the last thing he could achieve in the u.s is to have an I'm undefeated season 
I have no idea what his goal is this year. We haven't really talked about it. Like I've seen this, the schedule is kind of ever changing. Like at first I thought maybe he was going to like target marathon mountain bike worlds, mm-hmm. but I don't really know if we're doing that now. I, I mean, uh, you know, he, like he, he should definitely do try to win marathon mountain bike worlds before his career is over. He, I feel yeah, like he, at his fitness level right now, I feel like he's got that one in the bag. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, are we, are we gonna, are we doing that? I mean, when I say we, I just say it cause like, we'll just end up going to the same events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think cross worlds is still something or not cross worlds, gravel worlds is still something that injures him. Like he wants a rainbow Jersey in some capacity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. Like we have all those lifetime races. On do you hang that over his head a lot? That you've got the <laughs> yeah. uh, the rainbow tattoo. I do. He, and we haven't. I haven't seen him since I got the tattoo. But oh. you know, rest assured, when we're reunited in a few weeks, you're going to see a lot. You're just going to drop trial in the airport and show him what's up. <laughs> Constant. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Was that your first tattoo? <laughs> no, I have a stupid little hit squad logo and uh, okay. on my shoulder. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, at least all the, at least all your tattoos are like bike race related somewhat yeah (laughs) Yeah. sweet cool all right let's actually wrap it okay sounds good yeah tyler's gotta go ski he's like he's like chopping at the bits over there give me i gotta get his boots on and his feet are starting to get loose circulation (laughs) exactly (laughs) i was gonna ask for your yelp review about the sherpa house but we'll save that for another day yeah we'll go next week okay fine all right all right we'll see you guys Later, guys. Later. See you, Tub.